The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. I'm your host, Terry Williams. Let's rise to new heights together on MindBodySpirit.fm. Hello, lovely souls. Terry Williams. Here we are, another day on the planet, and another day to practice the art of impeccable soul care. Why? Because we're with it. Take a minute to see that, to see your worth and your value simply because you're alive. Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and imagine your breath flowing from the crown of your head all the way down to the tips of your toes. Mm, Take another breath, sensing your heartbeat, relaxing, tuning in to this moment. Take another breath, a breath of gratitude. And when you're ready, open your eyes and come back to the space. I offer you a deep bow of gratitude, respect, and love. Thank you for being here with me, for tuning in. I hope you're all doing well. Okay, so that is something that I hear and say often, especially since those first crazy months of COVID. I hear a lot of people saying that, and I think that we really do wish people well. It's been a crazy three and a half years. I lost a lot of people. Our family lost a lot of people these past few years, many from the virus itself, and many as an effect of what was or wasn't happening since it became a thing. What really got me through it, what gets me through the day many days is some sort of ritual practice. I do have a consistent practice of a morning ritual. I also love to create new rituals. Sometimes my morning ritual changes for a time, you know, maybe a month, maybe a week. And then I come back to what I originally started with. I think ritual practice and ceremony are lost arts, especially in our Western culture. There are many of us working to bring more awareness of that, to bring about a deeper connection of soul self through the ancient sacred act of ritual. Uh, In fact, you may have heard a recent interview I did with Rita Rackley, and Rita is, I think of, like a ritualist. You know, she's the bone woman, and she offers everyone that she works with an opportunity to connect in with that sacred sense of ritual. Soul care 
is an individual perception and a connection to your soul, to your cosmic counsel or guides, that higher wisdom. So is the shamanic journey and your own ritual practices. They are as individual as you are. If you're like me, you may have adopted some practices from various cultures around the globe. I talk about this often in my impeccable soul care workshops, the need and necessity to return to a ritual practice. I grew up in an Irish Catholic family with a few priests and a nun or two, right? So I experienced ritual and ceremony from a young age, mainly through the dogma of religion. As I began to expand my own knowledge, I realized that many of the rituals and ceremonies practiced in various cultures and religions are similar and include ways of honoring the sacred connection to creation, to earth, to your soul self. Obviously, today, I'm sharing my thoughts on ritual, talking about the difference between ritual and ceremony and the importance of creating rituals in your everyday life, like maybe a 40-day salt ritual practice of releasing and bringing in a new intention. You can see more on that by visiting my Soul Practices YouTube page. I am very clear on how to go about doing that. So let me say, ritual and ceremony are very similar, both containing the sacred and both having been practiced for specific purposes throughout history in all areas of life to improve health, have a child, establish your own sense of power, celebration, and so much more, right? In my mind, a ritual is incorporating the sacredness to your everyday living, a sacred routine. It can be a daily habit like that salt ritual, a weekly or a monthly practice like the moon cycle rituals, right? For many of us, the element of the sacred is lost or minimized. Here in our Western culture, I think we get so distracted by life that we forget we are sacred beings. All beings are sacred. You're going to hear me say that over and over again throughout this podcast and probably most of my podcasts, right? Rituals are regular offerings of bringing the sacred into the mundane. Acts that sustain our soul generally by a series of actions performed in a certain way or a certain order. They can be held on a daily basis, a regular basis. They can be held again on a monthly basis. They connect us to a deeper sense of love to the sacredness of all life. Author and speaker Elizabeth Gilbert says, this is what rituals are for. We do spiritual ceremonies as 
human beings in order to create a safe resting place for our most complicated feelings of joy or trauma so that we don't have to haul those feelings around with us forever, weighing us down. We all need such places of ritual safekeeping. And if your culture or tradition doesn't have the specific ritual you are craving, then you are absolutely permitted to make up a ceremony of your own, fixing your own broken down emotional systems with all the do-it-yourself resourcefulness of a generous plumber or poet. That's profound, really. I think of it as borrowing or adopting the wisdom of ritual to uplift, support, and heal your life. Making it fit for you. A ceremony is more of a big occasion event, marking a change. And ceremony is made up of a collection of small rituals. An event might be a wedding, a funeral, a graduation, a powwow, the equinox, and the solstice. There may be several parts to the ceremony, with each part including different rituals. For example, in a wedding, one might offer a reading, then a song, then the I do's, and a candle lighting. It may culminate with the breaking of a glass and the presentation of the couple. These, to me, represent ritual acts of a ceremony. Our lives, our beingness, is sacred. Let me repeat that. Our lives, our beingness, is sacred. Anything that we can do that accentuates that sacredness has the potential to bring more and more beauty, more and more joy, more and more love to our lives, empowering our soul selves. Also, ritual is an opportunity for us to see the love that is already in our lives and the love that we are. That's impeccable soul care. Ritual generally contains a set of steps, honoring the sacredness of life, nature, and the elements. The steps can be simple, such as an offering of intentional meditation or prayer. They can be elaborate, such as a full moon ceremony with many elements of a ritual inside of it. You can use a few tools or you can use many. They can be used to bring mindfulness and clarity, intentionality, and presence to any area of your life. I practice 
some type of ritual many times throughout the day. From my waking moment until I close my eyes and drift off to sleep. I think I said earlier that my rituals might change depending on where I'm at in my life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. For example, I used to make my coffee, light a candle, practice my gratitude, and sit with the candle. This month, I've been starting my day with that coffee, sitting in the dark, being open to my day without judgment. I kind of let my intentions inspire me, witnessing where I am in the moment and inviting in wisdom from my cosmic counsel, maybe through a journey or simply through listening to the sound of nature around me. And then I offer gratitude for my life and all of life on this side and the other side. You know, the other realms, right? I believe in that. I've said that before. <laughs> At the end of the day, I lay in bed with my hand on my heart and my belly, offering an even deeper sense of gratitude. Offering pre-gratitude for a restful sleep. So, why are daily rituals important in the art of impeccable soul care? Why do we begin and end our day with ritual? Because for me, they feel magical and connect me to my soul, to the divine, to my cosmic counsel. They connect me in a way that grounds and balances me. Ritual brings a deeper sense of love and connection to my life. That is so important right now, especially with everything happening around the planet, right? Maybe Rituals are needed now more than ever before. Think of them as sacred habits that go beyond the brushing of your teeth. Like, what if we made everything we do ritualistic? Inviting in the sacred, the specialness, into our every moment and our every offering, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's inside or out, what if we made everything we do a sacred offering? Sandra Ingerman says that waking up and beginning a gratitude practice daily is a simple ritual that anyone can step into. She adds a simple ritual can be saying to yourself, I want to start my day by giving thanks to the sun for bringing me the warmth and all of the light and energy that I need. She says, doing that every day is an act of ritual. 
It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be an elaborate process, although it can be, right? If that's your thing. And there are times in my life that I need that elaborateness. However, beginning and ending with that sense of the sacred makes my life filled with a little bit more ease and grace. And that when I find myself feeling derailed, I can go right back to that sense of gratitude and offering of ritual in the moment. Many people think of ritual and ceremony as being religious or acts of magic. Yes, preachers, rabbis, amans, shamans, mystics, witches, nature lovers, priests and priestesses practice ritual and ceremony. And so do athletes, race car drivers, professional speakers, corporate leaders, motivators, and many, many more people around the world. They may not call them ritual. However, their practices are methodical, deliberate, and supportive to their lives. They are practiced repeatedly, which could be daily, weekly, or even before a presentation. Some think of them as sacred acts of empowerment. Every time I speak or present, whether it's in groups, in front of a live audience, or here on my podcast, I light candles, shake up the energy in my space, recognize the power of the elements and the directions, and ask for the support of my spirit allies, my cosmic counsel, and the healthy, well, and wise ancestors. Those acts make me feel more empowered and supported, that my work has value, and that I'm valuable. Uh, the equinox was a couple weeks ago here in the Northern Hemisphere. That means equal parts day and night, moving into the darkness of winter. Many cultures around the globe offer some type of ceremony and honoring of the light or the darkness. A couple of days before the equinox, I attended a private women's ceremony comprised of small, ritual acts, honoring the harvest, the abundance of gratitude for all that is, culminating with an offering to the fire, an offering of gratitude and love and connection, seeing the abundance in our lives. The morning of the equinox, I went outside on my deck I created a small altar by lighting some candles and setting fruit on the table. While drumming, I offered thanks and blessing to all beings, to the light and the dark within me and outside of me. The sun, the moon, the stars, the void itself. To close the evening, I lit a few more candles, walked around my yard, facing each direction, 
ending in the west where the sun was setting, playing my drum, moving to the song, Thank You for This Day by Karen Drucker, and bowing to the setting sun. That's a practice that I like to incorporate for every full moon, every equinox, every solstice. It's a beautiful practice of incorporating both ritual and ceremony into my life. And here's some people you may have heard of who practice ritual. I'm, I'm going to read a couple things here, but one is the Ecuadorian national football soccer team. They use a witch doctor before each match. Okay, I know this because my husband loves soccer. Anyway, the witch doctor helps them fight off the supernatural spirits. And the greatest women's tennis player of this generation, Serena Williams, wears the same pair of socks throughout a tournament. As long as she's winning, of course, right? I can't imagine how those socks smell at the end of a tournament, but hey. She also likes to make sure that every member of her player box sits in the exact same box for every match. The American gold medalist judo, judo, Kayla Harrison, wears a pair of lucky socks and, excuse me, has a music-themed pre-fight ritual. She listens to an Eminem playlist to get herself pumped up. There's nothing like old school Marshall Mathers to get yourself going. Here's what I'm going to read from his song. (laughs) You better lose yourself, yourself in the music, the moment, own it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Grab the song. It's amazing and uplifting and empowering. And last but not least, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah starts her morning with 20 minutes of meditation, which she says fills her with hope, a sense of contentment, and deep joy. Ritual is evident in all aspects of life in all beings. I encourage you to search ritualistic behaviors in nature. Obviously, animals don't have religion. However, their patterns seem to have a certain sacredness to them. My husband and I are birders. He's a photographer and I'm the scout. I scout the birds and while he's taking the pictures, I meditate and observe nature. What I notice is that the birds, the animals, flowers, all of it seem to present in a ritualistic manner. And elephants. Have you seen the way that elephants gather and grieve? Family members visit the bodies of deceased relatives and smell and touch them. If they come across bones of a dead elephant, they stop and rever them. Their tails and their ears droop. 
They begin smelling the bones, picking them up, rolling them between their front and their back paws. Maybe the human world actually took its cue from the natural realm and the animal kingdom, labeling it ritual based upon religious influences. Look up Wild Rituals, 10 Lessons Animals Can Teach Us About Connection, Community, and Ourselves by Caitlin O'Connell. She is a world-renowned behavioral ecologist and elephant scientist who has spent more than 30 years studying animals in their natural habitat. She defines ritual as a specific act or series of acts that are performed in a precise manner and repeated often, often requiring intense concentration, right? Animals do this. Something else that she said is our rituals help us to not lose sight of ourselves and our place in the natural world. It's my belief that nature's rituals offer us a sense of connection that can bring benefit to all living beings. Okay, one more thing. The bowerbird. During courtship, he builds a nuptial, a nuptial bower, a wedding space or an altar like an arch or, or a hoopah. And they look like sticks, you know, coming out almost like a tower They decorate them with blue objects. They steal the blue from any place they can find it. It doesn't have to be natural. It can be plastic or a ribbon, anything blue. And the female literally inspects it to see if she approves. And then he dances for her. Watching animals in nature fascinates me, partially because I love to witness their habits, their ritualistic behavior, and because it's meditative, calming, and connecting, reminding me that I'm an animal in human form. You probably practice ritual in your life, even if you aren't aware of it or label it as a ritual. Think about it, right? Close your eyes for just a minute and think about, is there a ritual that you perform? Listen, I encourage you to create rituals in your life, honoring impeccable soul care. Some examples might be the morning candle lighting while holding your coffee, connecting with the ancestors. Maybe during the day, you'll set an intention to clear your space with sound or a smudge stick. Set an intention to journey or meditate. I love to do that outside as long as the weather's over 35, right? The sun activates my DNA, my my vitamin D. I always think DNA, but really it activates my vitamin D. And maybe it is activating my DNA in some way. Here's some things I like to keep in mind. Get really clear on your intention. Are you already incorporated sacred ritual in your life? What's the purpose? Do you need to shift them a bit? Take a minute and get really clear on how they're supporting you and supporting your soul. 
think about what do you want to include in your ritual? Do you want the element of fire with candle or smudge? How about the element of air with breath or a feather? Or the element of earth bringing in nature like flowers? Or the element of water with a salt bath or a glass of water or an anointing oil? Get clear on your intention. Get clear on what you want to include in your ritual. And I'll add this, that sometimes I like to clear my space and my energy body before coming into a place that I might be performing a ritual or clearing my energy body and my mental space of any judgments or fears or concerns, any baggage, any energies that aren't mine. I think of it like sweeping the floors or clearing the cobwebs. There are so many ways to do this energetically. You can do it through shamanic work. You can do it through Reiki or energy clearing techniques. You can smudge your space with sage or cedar. You can use a smudge spray. You can use sound. Of course, one of my favorite tools and sounds is the drum, the sound of the heartbeat, the pulse of the universe. I like the sound of tingsha bells or a rattle to clear my space. Whatever works for you, just get really clear on your intention and imagine yourself being in that space of clarity, opening up to your soul. You can also make it super simple by putting your hand on your heart, closing your eyes, and imagining that sense of pure light, of pure love, of pure energy, as the Andeans call it, coming in from the crown of your head, filling your light body, filling your entire being and space with pure energy, intending that everything is filled with that essence of pure energy from the cosmos and that everything that needs to go, goes, and that everything that needs to come in, comes in. Opening the heart, letting the divine creation or love guide you. That invitation of love is so powerful, and that practice in and of itself can be a ritual. Nature, spirit, our cosmic council, our allies, they see us with love. The divine only knows that we are love. We need to see that within ourselves. We can honor that through journeying and simple ritual practices, offerings of love and sacredness. So begin to think about the rituals in your life. Are you open to the idea of incorporating them into your day-to-day, your week, as an act of a sacred habit? Do you practice any? keeping in mind that rituals can offer a creative, sacred way 
to honor our lives and practice the art of impeccable soul care. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. Hey, this is your host, Terry Williams. Thanks for tuning in to the Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. For more information or to work with me, visit soulpractices.com and subscribe to my tribe. You'll be the first to hear about upcoming guests and workshops, free resources, and so much more. Until next time, thanks again. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa one to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.